Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. I would like to welcome you on this beautiful Sunday morning. We all have come in this world crying like a baby. When the babies are born, they cry. And in Hindi, the word is kaha, kaha, kaha. Where have I come? Where have I come? the sound that the babies make, kahao, kahao, that's where they cry. And that in Hindi really means kaha, 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 where? Where have I come? But we have come. And the saying is, we all have come crying in this world. We are very blessed if we are able to leave this world with a smile on our face. If we have that smile on our face during our last breath, this whole life has been lived well. all the preparation that we do, all the spiritual work that we do, if we have that total acceptance of the kind of life I have been able to live, no regrets, no attachments, if I am able to truly detach myself from this, what I have lived, That's a blessed life. If we take that breath with some unfulfilled wishes and desires and resentments, we have to come back and cry again, where have I come, where have I come? (laughs) To free ourselves from the cycle of death and birth, is the highest work, aspiration of an individual. Moksha, liberation. That liberation happens only when we are able to detach ourselves from this. There is hope till the last breath. But if we are able to detach from whatever this world is offering us, this maya, while living, 
while living in our daily life, that's a blessed life. We truly have to develop that ability to detach ourselves from whatever is going on in our life or in the life of those around us. I'm not saying totally walk away, but do find a little time in your 24 hours to just stop, take a step back, take a deep breath, a total acceptance of what is. <clears throat> the truth is you are not in control. We like to control things. People say in modern days that we make the choice, we choose who we get to live with. Not really. <clears throat> you don't choose who you get to live with, who are in your life. It's called Rinabandhan. There is a term in Hindi, Rin Bandhan. Rin means unfinished business. Bandhan, tie. Tie because of some unfulfilled something from previous lives. The analogy that's given that we all have come alone in this world and we live alone. Each soul has its own journey. Each soul has its own journey. The analogy that's given that these souls are like the two logs floating on the ocean of time. Because of some currents, these two logs get pushed together and they stick to each other and they bop along with the currents, waves, and they can float along for a while. There comes another bigger wave and then they get separated. Bop, then stick with some other log and bop along for a while. <laughs> or get washed along, washed off the shore. <laughs> so this sticking, people coming in our life, really happens because of some rinabandhan, some unfulfilled debt, karmic debt from previous lives. So those who are in your life, now it's up to you then the choice happens, whether you want to be happy or unhappy. There you have a choice. You don't have a choice in one who comes in your life. That's because of some karmic predicament, some karmic bandhan. But those who are in your life, there comes the choice, whether you want to be happy or unhappy. Nobody is responsible for your unhappiness. Nobody. It's your choice. How you look at it, how you perceive it, how you process it, how you justify whatever. Your 
expectations, unfulfilled expectations, your need to control things, your need for things to be certain way, these are all your creation. It has nothing to do with the other person. Other person has its own journey and they have their own drama and they have their own aspiration and challenges. So a meaningful life, a successful life, a spiritual life is to come to that acceptance that those who are in our life, they are there for a reason and how I'm going to navigate this life. If our mind is focused on worldly things, I don't have a bigger house, I don't have a child, I don't have a car, I don't have a job, I don't have a nice place to live. My daughter-in-law is not the way I wished she were. My mother-in-law is not. All these things that we create. We have to be able to separate ourselves from all these. Take a step back, take a deep breath, and think about yourself. What is the purpose of this life? Am I working towards that smile? Or am I working towards that frown? And that work needs to be done daily. In a way, microcosm, microcosm. Each day is like a full life. In the morning, like a baby is born. The, everything is fresh and, and in the end of the night. Some people go to bed drunk, some people go to bed stones, some people go to bed who knows what. So, each day we live fully. If you look at your one day and think of, okay, this is my whole life. How, what kind of day was it? Did I spend the whole day bickering about something? And it happens. We get unhappy about something and there goes the whole day. We get stuck on something and there goes our whole life, a big part of our life. I have seen people, they've spent big part of their life, married life, unhappy. Just because they were not the way they the kind of person they had wished, but it's not really. We do have a choice to make it good for ourselves. It requires taking our attention away from the other person and bringing it back to ourselves. Now, you may ask, okay, now my attention is back to myself, now what I do? <laughs> <laughs> then you start analyzing yourself, you start beating yourself, you start um, guilt-tripping yourself or have some... You have to learn how to be by yourself, with yourself. Until we learn that, 
we are always looking at somebody else. And we keep finding fault in others. But actually the fault is in here. It's what I'm feeling inside about myself, that's what I'm projecting on the other person, I'm blaming him. I'm suspicious of them. What do you do with yourself? If you don't know anything, carve out a little time, learn how to meditate. If you don't know how to meditate, look at what idea you have of meditation. That just because you sit down for five minutes, you're not going to see shooting stars. And be, be totally blissful. Look at the investment of time that you do, being negative, being angry, being unhappy. How much time you invest in that? Even if you spend a fraction of that time towards this, something will begin to emerge. Little things that we do here, just like if you don't know anything, just sit down one day in your house, close the door so nobody can hear, just do Om. Do ten minutes of Om. See what happens. It's about doing it and experiencing. It's not a religion. Om is a sound that you are surrounded by all the time. If you mix all the sounds that are created on the earth together, that's the sound it, it becomes. That is what Om is. All the sounds. Sound is nothing but vibration. All the vibrations put together create the sound Om. And think about this. It's something that we all can do. One evening, if you like experiencing it, just come home, wash up, take a little quick shower, light a little lamp in your house and just sit down. It will work even without the lamp and the shower. <laughs> but <coughs> those things create an environment. When you kneel in front of an altar, something happens inside you. The very moment you lower your shoulders, bow, something happens. Bow arises. So little flower and little incense or in candle if you light and then you sit and just do oh raise the sound from the navel Om. then close the lips and just let it vibrate in your crown just like the bumblebee It just vibrates, cleanses your mind. And when the mind is clean from all this um, 
the web that we are entangled in, what is your truly yours appears. We all have come pure, unencumbered, absolutely pure. We are all born as a divine being. Divine is not somebody out there. What is out there is in here. You are not separate from that. You are not separate from that. You are separate only because of the undisciplined mind and is hooking on to some things, latching on to something and causing that reaction. No matter how hard we try, one day we have to leave it all behind. It all. Everything that's causing us suffering, grief, sorrow, happiness, one day comes when we all have to leave it behind and walk out empty-handed. The day we really understand that deep in, deep in our heart, we become free. As long as you keep identifying with your struggles and your unhappiness and the person in your life and your unfulfilled wishes and desires, if you call that is life, you will remain enmeshed. I'm not saying totally walk away, live in it, but don't be totally squashed by it. Separating from all those wishes and desires, I come back to myself, do little something to identify with my true self that is absolutely pure and whole in the same vibration as the vibration of the divine. Then everybody who is in your life, you begin to think, how can I make the best out of it? And you are not going to make best out of it by poking at them and criticizing all the time and making them feel any less than who they are. If you really want to live in heaven, you have to make the person living with you to live their highest. And they won't change overnight. They won't. But you don't have to get bugged into their story. Each soul has its journey. Yes? <laughs> she seconds it. Each soul has its own journey. <laughs> And 
a life is a very blessed life if there is some faith and some trust. That gives us hope. Look at the baby. You know, baby's not doubting. Is mom going to drop her? She's just there. Do we have that element in our life? Or we always live in fear? If we call the Divine, Divine Mother, can we live like that? Whatever it is, Ma is holding me. So not be scared all the time. Lots of times we come out from the place of fear. What if this happens? But that's the faith and trust. Knowing that I'm going to be held by the Mother, by the Divine Mother. The Mother may put the baby down. The baby may not like it, but the list is there. Mother's eyes on it. So knowing that deep inside that there is a something higher than me has his, its eyes on me. And as long as we have that, there is hope. If we don't have that, we get into hopelessness and despair and then everything becomes meaningless. The purpose of this reminder today is that please do not hold yourself back because what your mind tells you. I do not know how to meditate, I don't know how to pray, I don't believe on all this, um, I don't know what to do. If an undisciplined mind will keep sending these kind of signals. It keeps creating separation from what you really need to do. And what I'm proposing, if you don't know what to do, try. Just sit down somewhere and just do OM. And I'm not pulling it off my hat. It's some time-tested ancient sound that has been passed down by the yogis who have achieved much. They have experienced this. So, an undisciplined mind will say, I don't believe in all this stuff. And there is no cure for that. But if there is a hunger, you go near the food. And this food is very simple. Very simple. It's all about you taking a little time and be open to explore something that is already within you. It is there. Once you do five, ten minutes of Aum and just become quiet, you touch something inside you that you have never experienced before. 
that peace. What is inside is outside. That's what you touch, which is absolutely whole. Mind quiets down in that moment. And when the mind has quieted down, you connect with what is you, you and yours. Otherwise, mind is always running out, attaching itself to ideas, concepts, thoughts, and things that are moving, things that are changing. But these little practices give a rest to the mind, then you connect with what is already here, your home, your own. And the day you experience that, you don't have to worship anything outside. You begin to worship yourself. Because you are not separate from that which you are worshipping. So please remember, do not leave the key of your happiness in somebody else's pocket. (laughs) Thank you all very much. Thank you. I would love to hear what's on your mind. Actually, after this talk, probably nothing is on your mind. (laughs) Everything begins to feel trifle. And that's the real truth. That's the real truth. Everything is a small stuff.